and a beautiful Sunday morning to our WRNR listening audience. This is Pastor Rick Knight with Coffee with Pastor, but I feel like I'm breaking all the rules this morning because I brought in tea today, uh, but I didn't want to change the whole set of tea with Pastor or anything like that. I didn't want anybody to think I was going British. But we have a great show for you this morning. We have a wonderful guest with us, Ashley Moan, and that is spelled M-O-H-N. Her and her husband, Steve, are spearheading a deliverance and rehab ministry here in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Most of you that know the story of Martinsburg, West Virginia, and the opioid epidemic that has gripped our city for many years, that grip is about to be loosened because the moans are in the house, and uh, we are looking forward to hearing from the better half of the moans this morning, Ashley Moan. Ashley, we're so glad to have you with us this morning. Thank you. I've asked Ashley on because she spoke to our church on May 13th, Mother's Day, and she spoke a message with the theme, Mothering in the Storm. Not only is Steve and Ashley Moan a part of a a deliverance ministry and a uh, rehab recovery uh, ministry, her husband Steve got addicted to painkillers. I don't want to tell all the story, but later became a heroin addict himself. And she lived through, pardon the expression, she lived through the hell of being married to a heroin addict. And uh, Ashley, I just want to start off by, you tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your upbringing and uh, your story that becomes the testimony of who you are and the journey that you've been on up to this point. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, as you have already introduced me, my name is Ashley Moan, and um, I was raised with um, myself and two other sisters. I was adopted by my grandparents. And... I was abused by my, my grandparents, um, and when I say abused, um, I don't want to say anything that w- that is condemning to my grandparents, but because I just want to um, say that I feel like you know my grandparents raised you know uh, three kids that were not there, so I want to I want to say you know I do I do talk to my grandparents um, till this day, and I just feel like you know that it was a burden on them. Um, so I don't want to say anything that's condemning or anything like that. But, you know, my childhood, um, you know, wasn't very good. It was physically, mentally, emotionally abusive. Um, you know, I did deal with um, suicidal thoughts. It was just emotionally painful for me. You know, I did want my mom in my life. Um, my mom did try to get custody back of me and my sisters. So, you know, it was just a long road of emotional um, pain for me. So I left when I was 16. So I moved out when I was 16 years old, and I've been on my own since I've been 16. I've gotten my own place. I got my own job, learned to just do things on my own. And then I had gotten into a relationship with somebody. I was in a relationship with them for about four years, and it wasn't a good relationship. They were addicted to drugs, um, was also mentally, physically, emotional abusive. Um, So you kind of fall into the, the same patterns of, um, what you grew up in, and uh, you kind of think it's 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 normal. So I was in that that pattern, and not knowing God, I knew God, and and I went to church, but I didn't have that relationship. And um, until I knew God, I, I didn't know that I had to break that cycle. Okay, let me ask you this real quick. Uh, going back to your your parents, you said that your grandparents had adopted you. Correct. And I know that you know. There are a lot of parents that don't win the gold medal for parents awards. They're not going to be mom or dad of the year. I understand that. I was raised by, you know, uh, a dad like that. So I fully understand that part. 
what caused you to be to have to be adopted by your grandparents? What happened to your mom and dad, if you don't mind sharing? Sure. Um, my mom, she had me and my two other sisters when she was very young. Um, my mom had gotten pregnant by my dad um, with my oldest sister when she was 15 and then 16 and 17. So all three of my sisters were, were all stair steps. So 15, 16, 17. My mom, she was just so young that she, you know, my oldest sister was adopted by my grandparents when she was first born. And then m- me and my other sister were adopted when I think we were I want to say two and three or one and two. So she was in the early parts of high school. Correct. Actually. And, and, and her parents, which are your grandparents are saying, well, she can't take care of him. We're going to have, we're going to have to take care of him. Right. And then later on, my mom got back on her feet. Uh, she remarried and had another son and she did try to regain custody. Um, but I think at that point it was just like a, a battleground and my grandparents aren't saved. Um, and they still aren't to this day. Um, and it was just, you know, my mom really did try hard. Um, and, you know, we wanted to live with our mother and uh, my grandparents, they just fought her and, uh, you know, to the point where they had put no trespassing papers on her. So it was just it was just a battleground. Um, yeah, it's one of those situations where uh, your grandparents take over and say, OK, we'll take care of the kids because we don't want you taking care of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, but they're not ha- actually happy about right. having to take care of them. So right. in that way, they're 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 parenting again, possibly out of anger. Absolutely. And so out of that anger comes the abuse. It's not, it's not physical. That it's, is it physical or is it a, I'm not talking about, you know, the discipline where it's spankings or anything like that. I'm talking about, is it a, um, it may not be any of that. Uh, it's definitely not a sexual abuse situation. No. Okay. So what happens is what I'm understanding is that from that, you don't really have a relationship to base your other relationships off of is your situation where you finally meet somebody is that one of the common cases with young ladies sometimes that are in homes that don't establish relationships well I'm going to catch the first boat off the island and that guy became the first boat off the island is that what I'm understanding yeah I do believe so yeah you know when I met when you when I met him you know, he was addicted to drugs. Um, and so I, I was with him for about four years. And I just, I felt like I was his mother, to be honest with you. Um, you know, he didn't, couldn't hold a job. I had to wake him up for work. I don't know. One day I just, I started going back to church. Um, I had, was invited to go back to church. Um, and at this church, um, I had my husband now, my husband now was um, preaching. And I was asked to fast they were doing a a fast and a a chain fast and I was like fast what do you mean fast and they're like you know well you don't eat and I'm like what do you mean you don't eat and I'm like I love food (laughs) I'm like first of all if I don't eat I'm gonna get a headache and I love food too much and so they were fasting and what had happened was um the pastor of the church actually um, had died of an asthma attack of that of that church, and so they had asked my husband to actually step in and take over um, of the church until they found someone to take over the church, and they liked him so much that they had asked him to actually take over the church. So I started attending the church, and for me instantly, I just felt like in myself, I, I felt a change, like not instantly overnight, obviously, but I just started feeling like a change for myself 
I just knew that there's a void inside of myself um, and that needed to be filled. And I was filling it with things that didn't matter. And as I continued to go to church, you know, the people that I did know at church, the ones that invited me, knew my husband at at the time. He wasn't my husband, but at the, you know, they, they knew him. Um, and they was like, you guys should meet and get coffee and da, 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 da. And I was like, I'm not marrying no pastor. You guys are crazy, you know, and I'm not mean with a pastor. And he was not, he was, he was a single pastor. As time went on, we did meet for coffee and we continued to meet with, meet for coffee. And as time went on, we met for coffee a lot. And then, you know, he asked me to marry him and. That must've been some very good coffee. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, that's how I met my husband. And so that was the original coffee with Pastor, I guess. Yeah, that that's yeah. a good segue into that. <laughs> so when I met my husband, I, I mean, he was like, you know, I, I never met anyone like him. He was very nice. He was kind. Um, you know, he treated me like I've never met anyone like him. Um, because of my past, I just was always so used to someone tr- mistreating me. You know, he was, you know, he opened the door for me. He just, he just did things, you know, unnatural, just things that I was not used to. And I was like, you don't have to do that for me. Um, I was just, I was always so used to doing things myself. I, I have a quick question. Stepping back to your relationship before you started going back to church, the, the, the marriage you were a part of, here you had a man you had to wake up for work, you know, a drug addict. Did you have a sense of inside yourself, well, I can change him or I, I can save him, so to speak? Uh, or was he a, uh, a home project or was, you know what I'm, do you understand what I'm saying? So with him, so with him, we were, uh, we were not married. Um, we were just dating. I, I didn't, with him, I judged him a lot. And I think that, um, you know, looking back now, I think that God really, has used him to teach me a lesson honestly because I did judge him a lot I I didn't think that I could change him I tried to you know I I judged him I condemned him a lot I I did try to change him I tried but it wasn't the right way because I didn't know love myself I didn't there's no way I could change him there's no way I can change anybody but I tried to do things my way and tried to make him yeah change the way I wanted him to be and I can't do that obviously well you bring up a very good point because that's that's what I want the church to realize we can't change anybody no it's the power of the Holy Spirit that can that he's the only one that can change anyone now there's a lot of people and we have this every New Year's we have New Year's resolutions where we're going to change ourselves we're going to make we're looking for the better us we never find it uh, resolutions commonly are, are over in two weeks Absolutely. and we go back just the way we were as we always been you were searching for that change in your life you were searching there's got to be more to this life there's got to be more to what's going on around me the relationships around me nothing seems to be working and that's where you found it when you said you met your now husband Steve you met him you said this guy's totally different there's something different about him right. yeah share a little bit more about that I mean, when I met him, yes, it, there was something different about him because he treated me completely different. He just treated me in a, you know, a different way. Like the way that I was raised, you know, when I got in trouble, there was no like setting you down. This is why you got in trouble. There was no talking to you. It was always constantly yelling at you. 
you know, as far as a relationship aspect, you know, it was the same way. Like you just, you wasn't treated with respect. Um, and then when I met my husband, it was just total respect and I just wasn't used to that. Um, so with him, it was just completely opposite. It was just opposite. You know, it was just, I just wasn't used to it, but I just want to go back to, um, my last for the relationship that I was just talking about. Um, I will say that after being married to my husband, Steve, the relationship that I was in prior to that, um, I want to say two years after being married to my husband, um, this guy, he had gotten into drugs really, really bad. I want to say he overdosed. He got beat up really bad. Um, and I had talked to his sister and he was in the hospital um, and he was like unconscious. And hmm. I had talked to him. Um, he was at the hospital. I had talked to him and um, I, I talked to him about the Lord. So I did get the chance to talk to him. So, you know, two years later after, you know, all this stuff. So, you know, I don't know what, what the purpose was for that. But I do know that, that God, you know, you know, there is a why to things that happen to us. And, That's um, awesome. You know, I always ask that question a lot <laughs> to God, and uh, there's a purpose that we go through everything, and, uh, you know, God uses everything. So I just wanted to, to say that. Um, but going back to my husband um, now, um, you know, yes, he is he, he is amazing. You know, he treated me completely opposite than what I was used to. So He is 100% caffeine. That guy is over the top. He is just a great guy, uh, full of energy, full of life. I know it's yeah. the Holy Ghost, and and uh, he, he is just a great guy. But I just wanted to insert that because uh, when you meet Steve Moan, uh, Steve Moan is not a meeting. Steve Moan is an experience. I, uh, I really enjoy your husband, love being around him, and, and he's a great guy. But I just wanted to say that, so continue He on. does drink a pot of coffee every morning. I will <laughs> insert that as well. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> you know, so after we met, we've been married for 11 years. It'll be 11 years this year in November, and uh, we married in 2007. You know, I, after I met him and being married to him, you know, I thought, wow, this is great. You know, this is just awesome. I'm never going to have to deal with drugs again, never going to have to deal with any of this hurt and this pain and none of this. And, uh, you know, not too long after that, you know, you have the honeymoon, everything's all great and dandy. And it was shortly coming to an end. And, uh, you know, my husband, he had fell uh, in 2005 prior to us getting married. And I, and I did know that. Um, he was setting trusses on a roof and the crane knocked him off the building. So he fell three stories and broke his back. So he has six titanium screws and two titanium rods in his back. So he did endure a fall, um, and had gotten addicted to pain medication. And then, um, so he had struggled with pain medication, um, but God delivered him from that. And so I, you know, I just assumed, you know, that this God that we serve, you know, he's delivered and that's it. But I had soon found out that he was abusing pain medication um, and that he had relapsed. And when I found that out, it just broke my heart. It just, I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. Uh, I just, my heart dropped to my feet. Well, here, let's look at it this way. Basically, your life is on this life raft, what's left of a life raft through childhood into a first relationship Next, you're on this yacht of a, of a life with Steve. <laughs> he gets addicted to pain medication. And next thing you know, you're out and, and the, the clouds are 
rolling in, the thunder and lightning's happening, and you're back on this life raft again. And you're like, what in the yeah. world just happened? Yeah. Is it, am I describing it pretty yeah. well? Okay, tell, tell us what happened yeah, from there. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You know, I just felt like my, like my life is a roller coaster, and I just felt like, okay, Lord, like, here I am, and what's going on? Like, you know, continue to cry out to God, and I just felt like, God, what is, what's going on? And so my husband had, you know, uh, several, you know, relapses. He was fine. He would, you know, get clean. He would detox himself and he would be fine for for a couple years and then he would go off again and relapse again and so it was just a an emotional roller coaster of of not knowing of okay when's the next relapse of were there any moments of peace during that time were there would there be like three months that you're like oh good it's over with we're back to normal and, and then it, yeah is stuff like that there was yes there was but it was just you knew, you knew when it was, because you had had these signs, you have, you have the signs of, you know, once you know, um, an addict, you, you have the signs of like when they're relapsing. Um, of course, then you have the betrayal. You, you just feel betrayed. You have the, you know, the lying and, you know, manipulation because they're, they're embarrassed. And, um, it's just, so the signs start coming out because they're trying to hide it. And then, you know, and then myself, so then I'm angry, I'm bitter, I'm, I'm building up walls. And, you know, so then your marriage is like crumbling to pieces because you're just so angry and you're just like, you know, who did I marry? Now, there's um, no children during this time, right? No. Uh, I mean, there's, we have th- three um, that, of Steve's. Steve has three kids. Um, Do they live with you? Not or? ours. We have one together. They, we had one that lived with us um, and then two that did not. It's just was just a, it was just an emotional roller coaster so it was just the not knowing I would say it was just the constant fear of okay what what's going to happen is this over um so um I would say so w- with this relationship this is a very unique relationship because of so many different factors number one you're both Christians mm-hmm. um he's a pastor correct he's an addict correct that comes in so many different wrong ways because number one, you got you you're gonna have Christians that say, No, he wasn't a Christian, he was an addict. But there's still people that battle addictions and can still be Christian. Am I allowed to say that on, on radio? Uh, I think I think you're allowed to say that on radio. So uh um it's true. Each of us have battles that we fight, each of us have addictions that we, we battle with, okay? Now, when you're with somebody, it's unsaved. It's just normal. You just like, oh, they're an addict. They're a- they have demons that they fight, and they have to overcome that. Boy, that brings out a different dynamic when you're a Christian, you're a pastor, mm-hmm. you're battling addictions, and you know, and it doesn't seem like God's coming through. And you probably thought that yourself while, you know, in this marriage, God, where are you? You're the God that saves, mm-hmm. heals, and delivers. Why aren't you doing this? For my husband. Is that what you were facing? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've, you know, I asked God that many times, you know, I, you know, I know that God delivers, sets free and, and, and heals people and he can do it in an instant. And, you know, I, I have sat and I cried and, you know, prayed out to God and, you know, spent many nights crying and sleepless nights and, you know, asked God, 
where are you? Why, why, why won't you deliver him? Because I know that he can deliver him. And, you know, just by one word and, you know, I didn't understand because, you know, I know that he can do it. You know, I think that a lot of people get um, so mixed up, but, you know, it doesn't matter that he, you know, is a Christian because a lot of people think that Christians can't be, have demons because they can. And also, I think a lot of people get mixed up that, you know, because he's a pastor, it doesn't matter what title you hold. You know, we have our own battles and we all face our own battles and son and son. It doesn't matter if it's outward or if it's inward. doesn't matter. We all face something different. Um, my son that I that I struggle with is is it might not be drugs, you know, um, and it's not. But just because it's not drugs, it's something else. I think that we all. <laughs> well, I like to say it like this, that here your husband may have been dealing with battling drugs. Mm-hmm. But here, what about the people they're saying, boy, I'd never have a problem with drugs. Isn't that right, Frank? Isn't that right, Bob? You know, and they're gossiping about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, you, you don't have a problem with drugs, but you have a problem with gossip. And in God's eyes, sin is sin. Absolutely. Across the board. And it's an abomination, God now, says in the Bible. Now, I want to clarify something you said just a couple seconds ago. You said, I believe Christians can have demons. I believe what you're saying there is that we can still be oppressed by demons. We can still be Absolutely. suppressed by demons. It's what we allow in our lives that we allow demonic forces to attack Absolutely. us. Because the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Absolutely. It's against, it's against principalities and powers, and, yep. spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, the rulers of darkness of this world. Those are the things we wrestle with. Um, but go on with what you were saying. That So I just think that, you know, we get so caught up in judging people um, and we can't judge people because we're not their judge. Ashley Moan, are you telling me that Christians judge people? Absolutely. You've got to be kidding me. Absolutely. Not in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Oh, you know, and, and you know, sometimes I'm guilty of it myself and I have to, <laughs> I have to <laughs> repent myself. So, you know, we're all guilty. Yes, of that. absolutely. So, you know, we just have to, we have to come boldly before God every day and, and look in the mirror every day. And, you know, we, we have to, we can't judge people, you know, because we, who are we? Well, there's a great man of God by the name of David Wilkerson who has since gone on to be with the Lord. He made a statement one time because he ministered to drug addicts in New York City. And he said he would go up on top of buildings where these young people just came out of prayer, just came out of seeking after God, came after just uh, uh, going after God and worship and things like that. And he said he would find them up on the rooftops many times of, of, of buildings and they would be shooting up heroin even mm-hmm. after a church service. Mm-hmm. And they'd be bawling. They'd be crying out to God saying, God, we don't want to do this. We don't want to do this. And David Wilkerson said, praise God. The devil has their flesh, but God has their spirit. And Amen. I never I never in my mind would even think, you know, just being a boy from Elkins, West Virginia, I would never think that someone would have that type of mindset. Now, there may be some of you out there listening today. You're saying uh, we shouldn't have that mindset. We shouldn't we shouldn't look at it that way. You know, we but we battle the flesh. Yes, we battle. We probably battle the flesh more than we battle the devil. I want to say that right now. We probably battle the flesh. We battle ourselves more than we battle the devil. Amen. And uh, we have to come to a realization that until we 
each of us, the Bible says we each have a journey to God. We each will stand before God and give an account of the things done in our body, that each of us have a journey that we have to go through. Jesus said, or Paul said through the Spirit, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. We have to work it out. It's, it's a work it out. Not that we're saved by works, but we have to work out the salvation and this grace that God has extended to us. We need to grow in that measure of faith that God has given us. So, you know, we can't stand there and say, well, that, that will never be, okay? Or that should never be. We should never confess to be Christians and shoot up heroin. And I'm not encouraging that you go out and do that. Please understand that. Don't email me or please email me. I like emails, um, <laughs> but don't don't come across as though uh, you're holier than thou and that you never struggle That's with right. the flesh because that is ridiculous and you're only condemning yourself. So we have a few minutes left here, Ashley, and I would like you to, uh, if you would, this sounds like a, uh, a twist on the radio show that maybe didn't want to go, but I know going back to the relationship prior to, to Steve and even the relationship that uh, you're in with Steve as your husband, there may be women out there that are, are dating men or seeing men or, you know, Christian women with Christian guys even. I mean, but they're not really, they're not really looking for God's best. They're just settling. Uh, do you know, do you know women like that? Yes. What would you what would you say to them uh, concerning that those relationships? Well, what I would say to them is, you know, I feel like some of them, you know, they share my story and some of them share similar things to my story. And some of them aren't even Christians. And to the ones that are not Christians, you know, I would encourage them to get saved and follow Jesus um, because the the void that the things that they're searching for is Jesus um, exactly. man can't exactly they're they're yeah. searching for things that you know trying to fill that void with money and and material things um, and it's you know I've been there I've, I've tried to fill those things with all those material things and it's not there um, it's only in God and uh, so that's the first thing I would say to anybody uh, to all those women out there that are feeling that pain and um, you know anything um, is to seek God and, and find out who you are in God um, is to number one seek God and to if you if you're not connected with the church is to to find a church and plug in get connected with people um, you know, one thing that I'll say is, um, you know, I'm me and my me and, and Amy Clatterbuck. We are going to start a family support group. So, you know, that's something that we are. It's not happened yet, but something that we're you know starting and we're looking into a family support group for, for um, people that, you know, for you know, people in my, that share my story, but not only people that share my story, but, you know, for anybody, for people that are dealing with pain, for people that are, you know, maybe they were abused or, you know, anybody, you know, just any, anybody that, you know, wants to come that needs support. That's, you know, I would, you know, recommend people to, to reach out to people to, to get help. That's what I, that's what I would tell those, those people. That's awesome. Because people need each other. They do. They do. You know, it's, it's, as the old song goes, uh, no man is an island, no man stands alone. There's, um, we, we can't 
try to stand facing this horrendous storm on our own because we just won't absolutely and uh we need the strength of god we need the power of the holy spirit in our life hey what i want you to do is we're going to close out in prayer we just have a short time before we close but i i want you to pray for the women i want you to pray for uh, women that are that feel trapped whether it's by addictions or whether it's by wrong relationships uh, and there's probably a lot of those here in our our part of the country uh, our county mm-hmm. they need the lord so if you wouldn't mind if you just lead us in prayer concerning that dear heavenly father lord we just come before you father father i thank you lord that we can come before you in your name father Lord, I pray for all those out there, Lord, those women, Lord, that are hurting, Lord God. Father, I pray right now at the sound of my voice, Father God, that you, Lord God, hear their cry, Father. Father, you know their needs, Lord God. Father, you hear their hearts cry, Lord God. Father, you know their pain. Father, I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Father, that you would send someone right now, Lord God. Father, whoever it is, Lord God, that that someone would call them right now, Lord God. Father, that you would send someone their way, Lord God. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, Father God, that you would just send someone their way, Lord God. Father, whatever their need is, Lord, I pray, Lord God, for broken relationships right now. I pray for broken marriages, Lord God. I pray that you are restoring them in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for the addicts out there right now in the name of Jesus, Father, that you are that you are delivering them, Lord God. Father, I pray for freedom, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for everything that you're doing in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for restoring for restoring, Lord God, everything, Lord God. Father, there's nothing that you cannot do, Lord God. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Ashley, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. One thing we realize here at Coffee with Pastor is that we could not do what we do without our monthly sponsors. We are so glad to have the fine Christian people at Bears Repair sponsoring this month's show. This month, Bears Repair is offering 10% off of all break service. All you have to do is mention that you listen to Coffee with Pastor.